All right, good day to you. My name is Fred Oakman, and as always with me today is Mr. Jake Peters. We are P.S. This is Awesome, a PlayStation podcast. This is episode 307. This is a show where we share our feelings about the current state of PlayStation. But before we get on with the show, I want to invite you all to subscribe to our channel on YouTube, youtube.com slash P.S. This is awesome. If you want to make fun of our trophy list on the PlayStation Network, you can find me at Anchorless underscore 81 Mr. Jake Peters at JakeSaw01. You can also write our show at PS. This is awesome at gmail.com. Most importantly, don't forget to share the show with your friends, leave comments, and uh, rate our podcast as you see fit. That is That would be an excellent Christmas gift or holiday gift to the podcast. Give us a nice little rating. Leave a little comment. Say, hey, these guys aren't that bad. As a reminder, this is a video podcast, so you can watch us over on our YouTube channel if you prefer, so you can watch us over there. And if you're new to the show, or if you've been around for a while, we have a Patreon site. You can support our show for $1 a month. The $1 level on Patreon is called the one and only $1 Club. Head over to www.patreon.com slash awesome. You can become a $1 patron, and we will send you a free die-cut vinyl sticker in the mail and give you a sweet shout-out on our show. And with that out of the way, Jake, how are you doing today, sir? Um, I'm I'm doing okay. There's uh, some snow just kind of happened, so uh, Mm. that's cool. I guess we're going to get a bunch of snow tonight, which is fucking annoying because i have to drive somewhere for work tomorrow mm. but uh as soon as it appears it will be gone which is also fucking annoying because every time the weather does this my sinuses get all fucked and true to form today uh starting at about i don't know one or two o'clock when it started snowing mm-hmm. i started getting a fucking booger in my throat because mm. of all the goop i hope I it tasted it's good. just it's just annoying like i just this is one of the things that has been the worst about living around here i don't like i like the cold i don't mind the snow i just don't like driving in it but the last couple years it's just been fucking up and down and up and down and up and down like every other day it's really just fucking with me in terms of my sinuses and allergies and all this shit and it's like I don't know. Makes me want to just move to freaking. I don't. Where can you even go? I don't know. The whole the whole world's gonna burn here shortly. So maybe uh, maybe just move to fucking Antarctica or something where it's like cold every day of the fucking year. A little consistency would be nice, right? Just a yeah, just, just something to tell me. Just, just just like say like hey, you know. Just, we, we just need to have a talk with the, the fucking polar vortex or whatever the fuck's happening. Mm. Just be like, hey, you know, okay, starting like Thanksgiving, day after Thanksgiving, you be fucking cold. You can be fucking cold until March 1st. Yeah. All right? We'll give you four solid months. You just do your thing. All right? But no. It's being a bitch about it. Well, it's- Put your foot on the gas, winner. That's all I got to say. This is the other thing. So we actually have a, a a right. We have a right to complain because Jake and I arguably grew up in probably one of the worst areas if you dislike snow. It, it would always just – we live in what they call the snow belt, which means we usually get 
just fucking <clears throat> dumped on. And when everybody else is all worried because they got, you know, two inches of snow, usually we're sitting on about two feet of snow, no lie, and uh, we're just buried in it. So it's it's we don't really have a fear of the snow per se. We have... PennDOT has the equipment for the most part to keep the roads manageable and all this shit, but it's it's kind of annoying because uh, when it does this also, uh, when it comes to like, you know, oh, it's snow really bad. The first snowfall, the first bad storm, the roads are always trash because mm-hmm. they, they're not, it's not consistent. So then they got to, hey, Gary, I'm sorry. You got to get up at four this morning. Got to get out there, plow the highway. You know what I mean? And he's like, ah, oh, shit, it did. It snowed, didn't it? Because it's so unpredictable. Even the predictions can be wrong. So it's consistently inconsistent. And it never used to be like this. I'll, t- I'll testify to that. It used to be just like, okay, winter's here. We're going to have snow for fucking five and a half months, four months. And it's going to be fucking bitter cold. And that's just what you're going to get. And maybe once in a while, the sun will come out and like feel nice on your face. But now it's just this fucking rain and gray, and it's like, oh, it's going to snow, and then it's like it snows, and then no one's ready for it, and then by the time we get ready, it disappears, and then it's like gray and rain, it's just fucking back and fucking forth. So yeah, Jake, I hear you, man. It is really annoying. It's so inconvenient, and it's it's interesting, like um, the folks at my workplace, we're so used to work never getting canceled, right, ever. It never never gets canceled because of weather. And uh, many, many offices do. Ours never does. And it's because we're equipped to deal with it. But like the threat of like, oh, we're going to get 11 inches out of nowhere tonight. All of a sudden, it's like, oh, everybody who's in charge, make sure you have everybody's cell phone numbers so you can call them and tell them before it gets canceled. It's like, it's not going to fucking get canceled. Let's not jump the gun here. It's just going to be shitty out. And we're all just going to have to fucking drive through it. And PennDOT's not going to be ready. Um, and it's just how it's going to be. And then, and then you know, damned if you do, damned if you don't. Because if those guys get ready, start salting the fucking roads, and it doesn't snow, then they just wasted a ton of taxpayer money by throwing salt everywhere. So it's they kind of have to wait for it to start happening for the first one, I think. I don't know. It's annoying. So two things about what you just said. One, you said in that statement – Somewhere you said, I'll testify, and I've had the fucking Rage Against the Machine song stuck in my head <laughs> for the last minute and a half. Sorry. And then two, uh, Sarah's a teacher in the public schools, and – well, she's a speech path, but they lump her in with the teachers. And uh, they they don't do snow days anymore. Mm. It's like it, instead of having a snow day, you do remote learning days. So it's like like COVID basically manufactured this – thing with remote learning where now like there's no such thing as snow days anymore so uh they basically were telling her and all the teachers and stuff like make sure you take all your fucking equipment home with you and your ipads and all this crap and because we might have a remote learning day tomorrow or whatever and and it's like i mean i get it like you want to be prepared Mm. or whatever but what happened to the good old days when you just fucking woke up and it's just like if it was bad, you did something about it, and if it wasn't, and you, dude, dude, I, I'm with you about like the the the. I don't think there's ever been one day. I've worked for my employer for 
J- January, the beginning of January will be 14 years I've worked for right. my employer. Yeah. Never one time in that 14 years has work been canceled. <laughs> it's like there unheard of. It's like, it's like the fucking like – it doesn't happen. Time, yeah. Well, there have been times where we've all gotten to the office and like it's snowing really bad and like maybe like before the day is over, the boss will send everybody home early mm-hmm. or something. But – very rarely is it like – like usually we'll have somebody – like we have a couple – I have a coworker who lives in Edinburgh and it, it's really bad there. Like it's not great in our – like in our sort of – if what do you want to call it? The, the Our latitude. Mm-hmm. But if you go up even 15 miles to Edinburgh, it's like – it's like the – some there's some weird like freak of nature shit going on there. For real. And, yeah. uh, and uh, so like he'll literally be like – just because of drifting and how much snow they get, he'll be like, "I my car is completely buried," and so like he has to work from home or something like that. Yeah, that's a real but, thing. Uh, yeah, we've been absolutely. You've seen like I will say that one really bad snowstorm they had in Buffalo, where like people literally were just shut in, like they couldn't even open their fucking door. Uh, yeah, it was like last year, two years yeah. ago, where it was like they got like eight feet of snow in two days or yeah, something. Like that's yeah, not it was, what uh... it's like here, but <laughs> no, no. it's it's super. It, it is it is. The, the highways where, where there's no where there's like no bluff to stop the, the wind from blowing across the highways man some of those areas think, are yeah. really bad i think it's worse like the fact that the the winters have been so inconsistent actually makes it worse for travel because people like they're in and out of that mindset they're not maintaining the roads consistently right like there's just like it's 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 a common joke around here that the first snow of the year, everybody forgets how to drive. And it's, I think that it's hyperbole for the most part. Like, I think everybody who lives around here knows how to drive in the snow, but it's like, it throws you off. Not to mention the roads mm. aren't salted or they're not being maintained or whatever. And, uh, but yeah, but I think that we just, we get that over and over again because in the last couple of years, because we'll have no snow for fucking three weeks and then we'll get dumped on yeah. and then we'll have no snow for like three weeks and then we'll get dumped on. And, uh, it's just, uh, it's a thing. So yeah, we don't have to talk about the fucking snow anymore. I, I just was, yeah. uh, I, I honestly, I like it. Like I like being out and like, dude, it was like, I was in uh hermitage, which is like, I don't know, maybe half hour South of us. And, uh, it was like, snowing and blowing so much that it, when it, when you were in dark areas where there wasn't any street lighting or anything like that it was kind of apocalyptic like it's I, like i think that's cool as long as the roads aren't so bad that you're scared for your life mm-hmm. like there's something neat about the atmosphere of it it's it's but, imagine uh, the last of us part two when the bells just ring or part one bing bing and jules like trying to navigate and you hear the wind going like that's just that's what this area feels like in the winter time all this all the time like you step outside your snot instantly freezes freeze like you can't speak all kinds of stuff just happens like your throat tightens up you know you start shivering your feet go white yeah it's it's interesting um but i don't know enough of like you said enough about the weather um Dude, I, uh, man, have you ever, like, here's the thing. I don't, 
I had a thing happen today, and I don't ever do this. Like I, I'm super, super responsible, always early for all of my engagements. And, uh, well, maybe with the exception of this podcast, we are recording a day late. So those who wanted the show on Monday, I apologize to our patrons. Um, the show does air every Wednesday on YouTube and your preferred streaming platform. Our patrons get it early sometimes. But, dude, so I have to be at work. It, I have to be – I'm responsible for opening our, our office. So I, I go in. I disarm the alarm. do all the things, you know, do the stuff with everything. And then uh, – Make sure there's no no nobody hanging out there trying to kill anybody, and then uh, I got to be there at seven fifteen in the morning. Usually I get there around seven, which means it's a very short drive from home. I, I usually get up around like six twenty. Uh, I'm a quick shower. I get up. I just boom pop out of bed, jump in the shower, clean up, throw on some clothes, out make a hot thing of tea, and I'm out the door. I don't need a ton of time in the morning. Jake, you like to play video games before work. I, I don't. I can't can't entertain my brain like that that early. But so last night, and it, I'm blaming the cold weather, I uh, woke up and I looked at the clock and I go, eh, 10 minutes. I'm just going to lay here for 10 minutes. I didn't pop right out of bed, which is un, it's not normal. And then... Boom, I woke up 7.03. I had to be at work at 7.15. And I was like, what the fuck just happened? And I was in a complete panic because I have a lot of responsibility. So no shower, didn't even fucking brush my teeth, threw on my work clothes, and I was out. And like, no, no caffeine, nothing. And, and uh, that, was, that, was this, that was this morning. That was, that was this morning. And, uh, man, um, it was bad. Uh, I took, you know, my lunch, I came back home and I just did all those things during my lunch break <laughs> and, uh, you know, just stayed invisible for most of the day at work. Cause I wanted to see me or freaking smell me, dude. It was, I, I don't, something about this weather, dude, but I don't, I made it on time, by the way, it's a very short drive, but, um, dude, I, I I've never done that before. So Oakman's slipping a little bit with this weather and uh i gotta wrap shit back up and uh get back on my a game uh, speaking of a games jake i am playing an a game every show we talk about games that we're playing currently and uh dude i sent you a couple messages about this uh, maybe just one or two, but I did start Resident Evil 4 in VR for my first playthrough. I'm in VR, and if you've never played Resident Evil 4, you might want to earmuff for like the next 10 minutes maybe. Um, it's an old game. It's not like it's brand new. Uh, it was brand new to me, so it could be brand new to you. I'm just going to spoil a couple minor things while I talk briefly about my experience with this game. Um, there were like two or three oh shit scared jump moments. Um, one was I opened a door and there was just a, a, a bad guy like right there. And it, and it was like actually like a bathroom or an outhouse or something. I didn't expect anyone to be in there and they opened it and he's just like, <laughs> and was like, Oh Jesus. It kind of freaked me out. Another one was, uh, I don't know if you run into him later, but I think I killed him was like the chainsaw wielding guy with a bag on his head. Um, th- oh yeah. That was really intense in VR. Uh, 
That's like right at the beginning. Yeah, but he disappears what? in the beginning. Like, oh, that's right. That's right. Okay. And then he shows up later. So I'm on yep. chapter four. And then the the other thing um, that that really really kind of got me was uh, it wasn't so much as like a, a jump scare, but there's a part where you're most of the game honestly so far has been in daylight. Um, hasn't been that bad, um, but there was this part where I had to navigate through this tunnel, and it got fucking dark. And I was like, "Oh shit, it's getting real." You know what I mean? I was like, "This is this is what I came for. This is awesome." And it gave me a little bit of heebie-jeebie. I was freaked out, you know. But uh, so three instances. All in all, the gameplay is fantastic. And I got a couple things to say about it. And if if you are one of these people, uh, I ask that you reconsider uh, your your uh, whatever you want to your, your your push. For, for this, your opinion. Like, like, keep it to yourself. If this is how you feel, that's okay. But you don't need to be so fucking loud about it. And the reason I say this is, this game is phenomenal in VR too. I don't know what else a VR player wants out of a remake of a game that was built for the flat screen. I don't know what other kind of experience you expect from, like, what I don't know how many chapters are like sixteen chapters or some shit I don't know like of a full fledged triple A fucking title like what else do you want is my is my triad here because is my uh, whatever whatever the word is I can't even talk I'm so frustrated so like I get on fucking Reddit and I'm on the Resident Evil subreddits and stuff and people are like. Oh yeah, this this game's a bunch of bullshit. You know, you can't interact with everything. And then you have some people being like, "Yeah, they couldn't even do the animations for walking up the ladders." Uh, you, you it takes so real quick when you climb a ladder, it does it pulls you out of your body, your your proverbial VR body, and you see your guy climb the ladder. There's probably a reason for this. Probably because it was like some sort of weird movie animation that they would have to absolutely probably rescript the whole thing and figure out how to get it to interact with the ladders. The ladders probably aren't really interactive in this game, is my guess. And it's probably some sort of weird m- movie that they play. So they just cut back to the movie. Okay, it doesn't really give me nausea. It doesn't bother me. And the other thing, I will say that it, I don't know. It's probably better, honestly, because like... Uh, Leon has this little roundhouse kick he does as a melee move, and it saves you ammo to do it. When you do it, it does. It It just shows. It's weird because it pulls you out, and you see him, and he does a roundhouse kick, and then you're back in his body. And like, if you do it too much, I could see how it could be disjointing, but do you really want to be wearing a, a headset when your character does a fucking 360 jump kick? Like, That would be more nauseating than how they did it, I think. And you can't expect every little glass and every little shelf and every little picture frame to be completely interactive with you. That is not what Capcom was setting out to do. And if you have complaints about this shit, then fucking go home is my thing. Because the more you fucking talk about this shit online, about how it sucks, we're not going to get any more. So you need to fucking just shut your mouth and let us enjoy Resident Evil VR. Because Capcom is... Has been making these. Now, I don't know if Sony's paying for it. I heard rumors that Sony is 
paying them money to do these for VR2, which is fine. But I think they dumped a year of their time into making this VR compatible, and it's fucking free if you own P- if you own Resident Evil 4. So what are you complaining about? Like, what, what do you want from the PSVR 2? This is an absolute masterclass in a, a, a transition from a 2D screen to being in that fucking world. It is so awesome, and it plays so well. And uh, I don't really have any issues with the game at all. There's There's been no bugs. It hasn't shut off on me. Everything works as I expect it to. Um, they even have really cool functionality. So, like, when you're in the game world and you got to get to your map, you just hold the two triggers and then you flip up with your right thumb and it takes you to the map screen or, like, the inventory or the box or whatever. So, it's like, and then you're there and you select things. And then you have quick slots for your herbs and for the eggs. You can assign them. So, if you go back behind your back by your back waist, that, that can be a spot. You can go over your left shoulder, over your right shoulder, um, where your holster would be, where your left holster would be. And, uh... Uh, left way so you have one two three you have six quick slots and then you have an infinite not an infinite ammo pouch but an ammo pouch so you don't have different pouches for your different guns it's the ammo all comes from the same place makes sense why would you want to be like oh fuck where are my arrows at oh shit where are my shotgun shells at they up here they were no and then you're oh your grenades right here too sorry your grenade is your grenade is on your chest oh so there's eight your knife is on the left side so you have a knife on the left side and nothing feels more badass than crouching, creeping through, and trying to get a stealth kill on an enemy with the knife. Because you grab the knife, and you hold it, and he holds it so the knife blade's up in the air. And you click one button on this hand, and he goes, and he switches it so he's like going to go down on him. And like, like they stab him down like Michael Myers. So you, you click it in, it's back up front. Click it in, it's back facing down. And you just fucking creep up, and you just go, you do the motion. As long as the enemy didn't see you, it does kind of pull out, and it shows like a quick kill, like a stealth kill. And it's fucking awesome. The grenades are fun. They feel good. Uh, Man, the weapons, the the shotgun. So all the weapons load differently. Um, You still grab the ammo, the shotgun. I guess they all load the same. You have to eat. Okay, so the shotgun, you have to pump it between each shot. Makes sense. Um and then you get so many shots, and then you got to reload it, and then you pump it between each one. It's not like you go one, two, three. You just go load it one time; it puts all five in there, or whatever, and you're good to go. Which is nice. It's it's a nice happy medium of reality in fucking VR. Now the pistol, when you have it, uh, and these are the only two weapons I have. I have the crossbow shooter, and then that's it. But so far, but like when you run out, it's cool because you you see the slide stays back. When, when you run out of ammo. So you can look at it and go, oh, fuck, I'm out. You know what I mean? And then you click the the one circle button on this hand and the clip flies out. And then you grab a clip and you put it back in and then you rack it and it's ready to go. And it feels so good and it just feels so natural. And then there are some settings where like you can give your weapons laser sights. Essentially, you get like a little red reticule where you're aiming in VR. And it helps a ton. Better than using the iron sights for sure. And uh, you just feel like a f- Leon Kennedy. He's a trained badass. So like, why you know I shouldn't be fucking missing shots. Yeah, I'm fucking Leon. But like, you put it up and you, and you aim. And if you put this hand close to, to the pistol, it actually does it in the game. And it, and you can support it. And when you're supporting your hand, you kind of like put it close. I guess you can't grab, but you put it close to kind of lean it on. 
the game knows and both your hands go and, and the one hand grabs the other hand like underneath like you would. And then the shotgun, you got to hold it like this. You can one hand shotgun people too, which I've done. I've been swarmed by zombies and I run out and then I'll just drop my gun and reach back and grab the shotgun. And it's so fun, man. It's so good. Is it scary? Yes. Is it is it a little frustrating? Yes, because you movement is still a little weird in VR. Like you you can do it. And uh one of the settings that I need to turn off is like if you hold back on the movement controller for too long you do an automatic th- like 180. I have hit that when I'm trying to like backpedal and it just turns me around. So now I'm facing the wrong way and I'm backing into the enemy. <laughs> so like I got to just disable it cuz I'd rather just do the spinny thing and and go. Um dude, this game is so good in VR. I'm I'm at chapter four. I'm not super far in, but man, is it awesome. I feel like you have a lot of control over balancing the combat. And when you start getting flooded by the bad guys, you really start to feel pressure because you can hear them. And you're like, oh, fuck, there's people coming out behind me. Oh, fuck, there's like a guy coming out of the weeds over there. Or like, but when that chainsaw guy ran out, dude, whew, that was pretty tough. That whole thing, you, you you do, you get like really kind of stressed. And then you watch horror movies, right, in real life. We watch horror movies, we're like, why the fuck did you drop the gun? Or why 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 did you, you know, the exit's right there. When you're getting like, piled on by these guys and they're, some are throwing axes at you and some people are like coming at you with like pitchforks. Like, you know, you're starting to, you're starting to make honest mistakes because you're a little nerved up. Your tension's high. You know what I mean? Your, 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 your adrenaline's pumping. It's so good. So like to anybody that takes issue with how they handled this game, I challenge you to do better as a person. Think about, think about the long game of this. Let Capcom learn from maybe what they could have done better. They're game developers. They're going to know. They're going to hear some feedback. But we don't need all of the channels just to be shitting on, oh, when I bump into a chain, the chain doesn't fucking move. Or when I go to reach the vase, you know, my hand goes right through it. It's like, who fucking cares? You're in, and it looks awesome. And, like, there's no reason for you to grab those vases. What is the purpose? Why are you grabbing vases that you don't need to grab? Clearly, you don't need to like grab these things. They show you the pictures that you can grab. You know because there's a little icon and you can interact with them. And the ones that you can interact with, you can hold them up, turn them, look at them in real life or in VR. And it works. It's just like they're not going to take the time to make everything interactive. Like, you know, that that would have – you would not be playing that game for another two years probably if they took the time to do that. And if they were going to do that, you'd be fucking paying for it. So I don't know. I – I'm done with my rant. The game is awesome. I'm really enjoying it. I'm glad I bought it on sale. And uh, I'm really enjoying the the game itself. I I did hit a point where there was like this big guy with the hat. He kind of looks like Mr. X. Um, He showed up and he he like uh, messed me up a little bit. This might be the second time you run into him. You get into kind of a nice house. And uh, this girl showed up. And I don't, I don't know anything about her. She showed up and like she shot him or something, shot at him and like knocked his hat off. And then he left me alone and walked out. And I was like, oh, fuck. Like, who's this? Am I going to be able to inter- – am I going to have a partner in crime in this game? Are we going to be able to fight people together? How does this work? 
I'm excited. I don't know. Maybe, maybe nobody else shows up, but may, maybe it's good person. Maybe it's bad person. I don't know. But I highly recommend it. Uh, the game itself is is arguably, from what I understand, one of the best Resident Evil games. It's very action packed, though. It doesn't. The it's not. It's not scary in the sense that like Village or or Eight or whatever one it was or uh, Seven were. You know what I mean? It's it's not that. But it it very much has been overhauled, and the graphics are fantastic, and it plays so well, dude. I don't know. I I'm in love with it. I I I can't wait. I have I have about ten days off from work coming up here after this week, and I'm just gonna fucking dive. I'm gonna dive fucking deep into Resident Evil Four VR. Um, I get lost in that game, dude. It's so fun. It's so fun. I can't. I don't even know, man. It's so good, Jake. You have to play this. Like it's so good. Uh, I think it is. So two other games I'm playing. Power Wash Simulator was free, and. Uh, I regret to inform that it scratches a weird itch and uh, I hate it because like, I'm like, why am I not just power washing my house or power washing something that needs done? Cause I have a power washer and I'm sitting there and I'm power washing shit. And uh, it is, it's like, it's like scratching an itch. It's like a weird, it's like picking a scab or like solving a Sudoku puzzle. It's just like, it keeps gnawing at you until you complete the thing. Picking scab maybe is not the best analogy, but um, it's like something that you're just, uh, you can't stop once you start. It's like Pringles or something. You just, you got to just finish pressure washing the thing that you set out to do. And the first one is a vehicle and you pressure wash it. Took like maybe 12 to 15 minutes. And uh, you get it done, and the guy's like, "Oh, you're gonna just keep the same business name?" And they, they they say they pulled it out of like this lake or something. It's just covered in muck, and you get it all done. It says like the Power Wash Company or something. And then and then you start getting all these texts, and one's like, "Oh, you're you know so and so's neighbors just sold their house, but no one's gonna buy it in the shape that it's in. Man, it could use some cleaning." And then like you can pick your missions, and then you show up in this backyard, and like it's just like. This fucking backyard is just covered in dirt and grime. And there's something so satisfying about using the different nozzles and getting on the ladder and just spraying that shit off and making it look good again. And it and it's it's good. It's I I think it needs to be a VR game also. Um because the controls are a little shitty, like they don't feel good, but like they don't have to be good anyways. I mean, you're just fucking just moving the nozzle. But like I think with the fucking it'd be so fun. Oh, it'd be so good. Um so they're they're leaving a lot of money on the table by not making that a VR game, guaranteed. And lastly, Jake, I've been playing a lot of fucking games. And now I'll let you talk. I'm so sorry I've been taking over the whole show here. Um the finals, which was the free-to-play, uh, first-person co-op kind of game, dude, I'm pleasantly impressed with this game. I, it is, it's got its hooks in me, and uh, I, it doesn't feel like a cash grab. Um, it doesn't. It, it's you could tell like it's innovative. The art style is refreshing. The characters are, I mean, it's so fun. And some people who worked on Battlefield worked on this game. So it's fully destructible environments. So the only mode I've been playing, and I'll explain how this works. It's it's three teams of three. And I don't fully understand the scoring, but I, so there's, there's a cash box. 
And all the teams, and it's a shooter, right? So you get to pick heavy, medium, or light as far as your character outfit, uh, class. And then you can choose as you do better or if you want to pay money, you can get different weapons and stuff. But, like, all the weapons are really equally balanced depending on how you want to play the game. Um, I don't feel like I ever get trounced in it. So, And I'm, I haven't paid a cent. And uh, really, a lot of the payment shit... I, actually, I think all the payment shit is actually cosmetic. So I think you unlock the weapons with uh, points that you earn through gameplay. So they did that right. And then... Uh, so 3 versus 3, and there's... The first team to cash out two cash boxes wins in this mode. The cash box is located at a place on the map. And you get it on your HUD. Everybody races towards it. You have to uh, get to it. You click a button, um, and it and it starts the cash box countdown, which means the cash box will uh, explode, and then you can grab the money or whatever. There's like another box that comes out of the cash box, the vault. Sorry, the vault explodes, and then you got to grab it, and then so you you have it. It might be the cash box, actually. I don't know how they fucking term it. But you grab the thing, right? Your team grabs the thing. And you can throw the thing. And uh, you can't attack while you're holding it. And you have to race it back to one of three different locations of where a vault is. And you have to put it in the vault. So you could actually – I saw some guy on YouTube like jump and just throw the cash box. And it landed in the vault somehow. And he's like, holy fucking shit, did it actually go in? Because like it would be so hard to do that. And he's like, I guess you can just throw it in if you're good enough. So, And then what it becomes is, is a defense game where you're trying to defend the vault because other teams can kill you and steal that vault by just like holding triangle over it for long enough. And then when it it's on a timer, when that timer exhausts, whoever owns the vault gets the money so you get you get personal points like for your own experience for your character for grabbing the cash box the longer you hold it the more points you get uh you get points for taking it and putting it in the vault you get points for protecting the vault but there's a lot of there's a lot dude there's like there'll be like a vault like on the second story or third story of a building and you'll be like fucking all decked out like the heavy class can put down these shield barriers um, for to so like you just and it's all on a timer like your specials so they don't run out they just like you can put down two and you gotta wait for it to recharge before you can put any more down but the old ones don't disappear so if you get there long enough you can put down all these fucking if everyone in your class or in your team has shield bears put all these shield there's goo guns you shoot these goo guns just instantly just shoots goop everywhere and it's impossible to get through you gotta blow it up with like weapons to get through it so you have these people like trying to like fucking cash out and then. All of a sudden, the floor just explodes underneath him, and everything just fucking goes goes down, and everyone just it turns into a fucking frenzy because like all their defenses are gone, and then there was a team underneath that like just shot up like a rocket and blew out the ground underneath them. Dude, it's insane. So like you just don't know what's gonna happen, and uh, you can rev- the characters can revive people with all with all the specials. Like some characters have like the the defibrillator things. Um, some characters are RPGs or shotguns or flamethrowers. There's pyro grenades. There's goo grenades. There's also, dude, there's also like, uh, so the theater, the, 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 I guess the way I want to put it is, is like the synopsis of this game, Jake is like, these characters aren't real. It's, it's, 
you're playing in an arena and they're all digital characters. So like, it's like meta. It's like either you're playing, like you are the contestant yourself controlling a digital character. But like, so all these cities are like fabricated. And if you look around, you can see like the grandstands way out and everybody's just fucking watching. So it almost feels like the hunger games in that, in that round. And like, there's an announcer, which I thought would be really cheesy, and it is a little bit, but I think it's campy on purpose, so they're very aware of what they did. Dude, this game is so fun, and the matches are quick. Like, you get in, and you get fucking out. And uh, it's not like you're in there for 25 fucking minutes playing a game. Um, and like if no one's won by halftime, it's like, okay, folks, they're finally hit the halftime. And then, like, they'll do, like, world events, like sometimes where like meteors will just come crashing down they'll explode everything around you and like they'll do things like where like dead bodies explode and then they do things where uh you start like your your jump mechanism all of a sudden feels like you're in halo and like you can just jump really high they have jump pads otherwise you can use jump pads to get across these maps you have grappling hooks dude it's so good there's a lot to learn in this game but it's free and it is a lot of fun and it's exhilarating too. And if you get online and you see what people are saying on YouTube about this game, I I completely inc- concur that like it's one of the few games that have come out that have felt refreshingly f- like new feeling and creative, but it also plays really well. And like it's not like Call of Duty where like if you get shot once you're just dead, like and you're dead, and you don't know where it came from. Like the time to die is long enough that like you can usually try to get out of the way of your attacker and at least return fire a bit. And then if you can like, you know, I don't know you don't always lose when they see you first, which is such a nice change to these kinds of games. So it just create. And then dude, when you're just fucking trying to protect that vault and like, I don't know how many times I've, I've been like, literally within three seconds of stealing a cash out before the time expired on it. We're like, it'll be like, cause you have to be like stealing it for a certain amount of time before it gives you credit for it. And it's like, and it does this alarm sound. So everyone around the vault knows someone's stealing it. It's like, that's like when someone's trying to steal it. So like if they hear that and they're just waiting like wolves, they know someone's at their box trying to steal it. But like, dude, it's, it's so intense because when you're stealing it, you can't attack. So you just got your hand out and you're you're just like, man, nobody ever fucking show up. Dude, they always show up like a second before you're going to take it. And you get fucking ganked, dude. It's unless your teammates there, but it can go. Sometimes you get it and you're just like, Oh yeah, that's right. Motherfuckers. (laughs) I took your cash. It's so fun. I, I can't Jake. I can't even reiterate how fun this game is. And it was a surprise. It was a pleasant surprise. I think the name's kind of stupid, but I guess it makes sense because it's it's like a game show in a, it's like Smash TV in that that regard, where it's like you're a, you're a contestant in this game, dude. It's so good. I don't know. I, I I think you should try it. You don't have to communicate with your team members. Just get in there and fucking play it. Try it. It's good. That's all I got, Jake. I, it was a lot. It was a lot. I'm fucking talking. I'm excited about these games, dude. Well, I don't have a 20 minute diatribe to <laughs> tell talk about I the games that I've been playing. <laughs> But uh, but uh, I actually was considering – I was actually thinking about downloading the finals because even though that – like I'm not really into multiplayer games, I think that the gameplay looks – like the aesthetically and just the style of the game looks so fun 
And Dude, uh, so it's thinking about just downloading it and trying it. But uh, to be completely honest with you, I've been so busy with work. I haven't mm. – I basically haven't played any games this week. Ah. I played – I played uh, – Let's see. I I kind of finished off the the whatever was left of the demo for Star Ocean Second Story R. I'm actually considering buying that game. I really enjoyed the little bit of time that I spent with it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not it's not full price. It's like fifty bucks, which to me is still a little bit steep for that kind of game. But um, I mean, I, I don't want to say it's. I I definitely think it's probably worth it. I just don't know. It's just one of those things where it's like, is it worth 50 bucks to me? Because I don't know if I'm going to be able to stick it out all the way to the end. Um, and then I just randomly decided to, I got a bug and randomly decided to re-download the Master Chief Collection on my Xbox. Oh, yeah. So I like jumped in and just played, I think it was like yesterday or the day before that. I had like... <clears throat> 15 minutes to kill so i just like jumped in and played the the very first level of uh the first halo game Mm. and then i played uh i can i finally jumped back into alan wake i'll be honest i had to force myself to go back to alan wake too i really didn't feel like playing it anymore Mm. And it's just one of those things where, like, having not played it for a couple of weeks, being that I didn't have any time to play this week and this past week, and I didn't really play it much. The it was, I basically <coughs> had two weeks off where I didn't really play it. Yeah, it's like that game. You have to be in a headspace for it. And when I started like playing Star Ocean, and then I started like dabbling with some other stuff, and I was just like. Like, I, I really wasn't in the headspace to go back into this, like, game that challenges you psychologically when you're playing it. Super serious and game. And so, yeah. so, but I did jump back in, and I'm continuing on the Alan Wake story arc. Um, I still really enjoy what I'm playing. The, in this, I think this is just wrong place, wrong time thing for me. But the uh, – and people who have played the game will understand what I'm saying when I say this. But the cyclical nature of the Alan Wake story arc oh, yeah. is is starting to feel tedious to me. And it's not that they don't they don't introduce new things and it's not that they don't um they don't give you like these oh shit moments and yeah. like I still think, and this is maybe a minor spoiler, but there's like there's like these things in the Alan Wake side where you can kind of write the story as you're playing it, and it changes the scene that the like you'll enter an area on the map, and it'll be it'll they'll call it a scene, and you can actually, if you have enough information, you can rewrite the scene as you're standing in it, and it allows you to like solve puzzles and things like this. But there is this thing where like you're in this hotel and you're in the lobby. And mm. it's just like this abandoned like lobby, and then you get this. You get this. Uh, I don't know if you want to call it like a, like a, a, it's a script a story arc or something, yeah. or you know whatever that you can apply to that scene. And you apply it, and then it goes from this just just being this mundane lobby, and then all of a sudden it fucking changes to this 
this just there's blood all over the walls and fucking dead bodies everywhere and like all this crazy shit's going on. So like I will admit that the game is just and I, I'm kind of back into it now where I'm like, you know, I, I really want to see what's going on. But this, like at this point, I'm so separated from fucking Saga's story arc that I'm mm. like, what the fuck is going on there? And like, so I, uh, but I'm back into it. I've experienced some technical shit with it that's bugged me, but not enough to keep me away from it. Mm-hmm. Like stuff where like the the graphics aren't loading properly and like shit like that where it just it's not all the time it just randomly happens but i uh, i've gotten to the point where i'm just like i just need to beat this game so i'm not i'm not doing the nook and cranny approach like i normally do i'm just kind of following the story and j- as long as i have enough gear like if i'm if right. i'm like out of ammo and shit i'll look around for stuff but yeah, that's fair if i've got enough gear i'm just kind of going through and doing the uh the uh the sort of i'm sort of mainlining the game a little bit mm-hmm. but i uh, i just i i'm like 21 hours in i just want to kind of get through it wow yeah. so uh because I, I i definitely want to finish it because it is a great game um the one thing that i find interesting about it and like from a story perspective is they don't tell you until super far into the game like why sergeant breaker's a dude like they like they like sheriff sorry sheriff breaker they don't tell it like because in the first game sheriff breaker's a guy or a a woman woman. right and you don't find like i'm 20 hours into the game i literally just found out why sheriff breaker is a man in this game the whole time I'm like making all these crazy speculations about like oh it's a different reality and all this queer weird shit because it's Sam Lake and he writes crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's like it's like totally fucking mundane. And I'm like, why didn't you just tell me that at the beginning of the game? It doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. But it was just one of these things where I was just like, that's kind of weird that you kind of held this out on me. Yeah, cons- but, considering uh, uh, that the. Uh Alex Casey, the FBI agent, acknowledges immediately. He's like, I'm not the same guy. Like, it's not about book. me. I'm yeah. not the guy from the book. You know? Yeah. He just comes right out and just so, says, I'm anyway. not that fucking person. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, uh, so I guess um, that's it. I downloaded. Uh, so I downloaded Beat Saber. On my PlayStation 5. Because I think I am going to dabble a little bit. I got my VR back for my brother. So I think I'm going to dabble a little bit in VR over uh, vacation. Mm. Yeah, please. Um, over the holidays. So I don't know if I'm going to play... I am interested in playing Resident Evil 4. But I don't know if I'm interested enough to buy Resident Evil 4. It's not really like I should just buy it. Because I know like I, I know I like the game. But you haven't even I, played Village yet. No, I haven't played. I could probably get that cheaper, honestly. But do Village I, in VR, dude. I dare you. I heard it's pretty gnarly. So I don't know what I'm going to do there. <laughs> I'm just excited to play Beat Saber, get back into Gran Turismo a little bit. Um, and maybe I'll mess around with something. I don't know. I, I, I Like... I might even be think about you know picking up something like Synapse or something like that or or one like the new Walking Dead game or something. You never just tried like, Beat Saber either, did you? 
I've never played Beat Saber. That's why I, that's why I downloaded it because I want to try it. Arizona and Sunshine Two apparently is really good too. Yeah. So there's apparently some VR shit to play now, and since I'm gonna have time off, I won't be so. Uh, I don't know what you want to say. Like, uh, it won't. F- it hopefully won't feel so tedious for me to like take a few minutes to get it all set up and you know do all this shit. So yeah. Um. Anyway, that's all I got. Let me, for yeah, I'll say one more thing about VR two. Now that we're talking about it, uh, Resident Evil Four VR two. The one thing it does not allow you to do is to play your VR save on the flat screen. So if you want to use your like flat, flat screen save and just jump into VR from where you're at, you can't. You have to play it. Start it in VR and just run that save. So the cool thing is, and I don't know if they do this, but there needs to be a VR-specific trophy for beating Resident Evil 4 in VR. Because then you know every single fucking person played that entire game that has that trophy in VR. And they didn't fucking camp it on a flat screen into the last scene and throw it in VR and get the trophy. Like, you have... So the saves are not... They're not compatible for, you know... You can't use a VR save and use it for your, your flat screen, which I think is really, really cool because I think with these horror games... It really would feel like a trophy, like being able to get through that in, in a VR world. Like it actually feels like you accomplish. Not that it doesn't otherwise, but like maybe more so in VR, I think. So I don't know if there is one. Couldn't answer that. Uh, but I've definitely popped some pro- trophies in VR for this game already, which is awesome. Um, I think it's just hard for like a mode like that for them to tie a trophy to it because then it's like okay well to get the platinum i've got to have a vr headset like that, that well, they should keep like, all it would the vr have to be a separate list they should, yeah they should keep all the vr trophies on a separate list you know what i mean yeah but just make it so that like you can for beating the game in vr you get a trophy that should that should just exist bragging rights all right let's move on we we talk about listener, listener uh, feedback every episode we have not had feedback in a while but we did get some feedback Recently, last episode, Jake and I, we were talking briefly about my experience of thinking I may be a multimillionaire by a scratch-off ticket, just playing a scratcher. And we got into the whole conversation about whether or not these lottery machines actually accept credit cards. And we kind of like landed on, it probably just only accepts debit cards. One Black Talon writes in, he says, the gas station company I work for in Indiana accepts all credit cards for lottery tickets. Um, so they take credit cards for lottery tickets in Indiana. That's crazy. That seems like a dangerous game. That's filthy of the lottery to do that. <laughs> to be fair, I did say that it might be just in the state of Pennsylvania. You did say that. that. they only accept yeah. debit cards or cash or checks, like like direct trans- transfer of money, whereas credit cards are not because they're obviously credit-based. Mm. Um, so... And there's fees according to credit cards, yeah. so or for credit card transactions. Anyway, um, it's good to know if I'm ever in Illinois, Indiana, say? Yeah. Illinois, Indiana. I was actually just there this past week, oh, so you got you could have hung I out. Didn't buy a lottery ticket. Um, I was on the border of. I was right outside of Chicago, there, just inside of Illinois or Indiana. I'm sorry, and uh, I was uh, like when you're driving across eighty there. Um, they're like in your in Indiana, 
you see basically two types of signage. One is for fucking RVs and pontoon boats. Yeah. Because, like, Elkhart, Indiana, which is right off of 80 there, is, I guess, like, at least in the United States, it's, like, the the mecca of RV manufacturers, apparently. Um, and then uh, there's, like, all these signs for fucking weed dispensaries and shit. Oh, yeah? So I was like, man, I, I should come over here and buy a lottery ticket, get rent an RV, and fucking smoke some weed. That's what they want you to do. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Can't yeah. Wrong, anyway, man. that's funny. Well, thanks for on. yeah, thanks for writing in. That that's uh, good to know. I appreciate your your comment. Uh, we haven't had much of that lately, so uh, keep them coming. And uh, I, you know, and I don't need to go into it, but I, I did say that I thought that it would be really annoying having to be the person that has to deal with all the people bringing tickets all the time. Like it would be so interruptive. Like trying to get shit done, and they're just like, hey, here. I need I need some tickets, but my guess is, is the majority of people probably just want tickets in exchange, and they don't want cash. It used to be time where like you just be like, "How many tickets do you want in exchange for this?" and the cashier would ring it out, and then you get tickets and go on. Hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I wonder how many people actually take the money, take the money and run. Anyways, we're getting into news here. We got a little bit to talk about today on today's episode of PS is Awesome, and uh, you can write in to anything we're talking about, and uh, we don't break news. So if you're new to the show, you know this. We get a lot of our news points from PushSquare.com, and we just like to have you know, a conversation about it, um, inject our thoughts, opinions, what we think about these things, and uh, move on to the next and the next and the next until the show's essentially over. But uh, the first news point that I have is, Jake, this is what I feared a couple – maybe a month ago or something. This is what I was afraid was going to happen. And uh, The Last of Us Online – is canceled. It is official. Naughty Dog mm-hmm. has canceled this development. Uh, in a public-facing statement, Naughty Dog has announced not only have they canceled The Last of Us Online, but they are now working on two brand new games. Now, I'll start this conversation off, um, and uh, we can inject our thoughts on this because i think it's really important um being that naughty dog has to be probably if i had like a top three they would be a top they'd be like number one you know i I love what they do and they're the reason i got back into video games honestly with uncharted but uh i'll say this man someone someone didn't think this shit through when and this is what I I kind of been saying for a while is like, why are you having Naughty Dog make this kind of game? I'm excited for it. I, w- I was actually kind of excited for this because I knew they weren't going to leave any stones unturned and whatever they were working on, you knew it was going to be creative and badass and fucking good. But they essentially have come out and they said that they they hit they hit a fork in the road where they realized that their ambition for this game would mean that they would have to pull all of their studio's resources to support the game after launch indefinitely, which means it would pull them off of all of their single-player content. And they had to make a decision here. And while I think this is a big part of why what happened happened, I one has to say this is your... F- you you guys and Sony, like this... You know, it's it's like Jose Canseco knew... Bo, no, Bo knew baseball... Bo Jackson, 
um, you know, Jordan knows basketball. Like, Naughty Dog and Sony, you guys know fucking video games. You can't tell me that you didn't realize this when when it was signed. When, when you were like, yeah, we'll do a, a, a games as a service. Like, you either knew you had to hire more people to keep this thing running. Or you misunderstood the assignment. So my, my thought is, is like, here's the thing. Like, ultimately, in the long term, I think this is good for what I like video games for. Like, Naughty Dog is now going to make single-player IP, uh, new, new projects, new games. And that's good because that's what I love them for. But at the same time, this seems like still seems to me like a cop-out. You had a studio of people working on this thing that you still claim is fucking awesome, but like you just can't support it now. If it's as good as you say, Sony would find a way to support this game and give you the staff and make sure this fucking shit can get put out. So like I'm confused still after this statement. And and maybe I'm maybe this is a hot take, dude, but like I, I don't understand how it's just now dawning on them that they're going to have to support this thing for years to come when it comes out. Like that was the charge they were assigned. This was their this this was what games as a service is. It's constant upkeep. It's constant rollouts of new things and new quests and new this and that's how you keep people involved. Like wh- what did you think you were doing? And why did Sony or whomever think that this wasn't going to be a fork in the road eventually for them to decide. And then was it Naughty Dog's decision? Or did Sony not want to have to hire that many more people to support this game? They didn't think, they thought it was too big of a risk. There's still so many questions. Ultimately, if we just smash cut to the ending, I'm happy that Naughty Dog is still being assigned to work on single-player content, single-player games, that's what they're good at. But I'm just confused that, like, the way this was worded was like, oh, we came to a fork in the road where we all of a sudden realized that we're going to have to support this game. It's like, did Sony offer maybe that, you know, someone else would support it and then that fell out from underneath? Maybe Bungie was going to support it. Maybe someone else was going to support feeding content to this game i don't know it's weird it's just fucking weird jake what do you think my guess is what happened is that uh naughty dog during the development of the last of us part two decided that they had this single player mode that they thought could be a game on its own so they split it off and they're like we've got this great single player multiplayer game idea but they didn't necessarily consider having it be a live service game. Just a larger scale multiplayer game that could be its own thing. And I think that maybe it was – there was a push in the Jim Ryan era, era to transform these things – in any way possible into a live service game because they want that money. And then I think whenever all these evaluations happened across Sony, they realized, Hey, you made 
basically a dope single player game that other that people can play together in. How are you going to support this? And Naughty Dog's well, like Naughty Dog's like, well, we take fucking years to handcraft the content for our games. We can't just shit stuff out. And then Sony's just like, well, then let's kill this thing. Mm. And I'm not saying that that's how it went. I'm not saying that, that Naughty Dog isn't at fault for any of this. I'm just saying that I could see there being a scenario where Naughty Dog had a very traditional multiplayer game in mind. And it was Sony management that decided that they wanted it to be this expansive uh games as a service, you know, pseudo like semi MMO kind of philosophy where they had to supply content monthly or, you know, bi-monthly for it. And this uh this write up makes it sound like okay, well, because it, because of the way that Sony wants to do because of the way that we'd have to do this is kind of the way that they worded it. It would require us to use all of our resources just to keep up with the quality that we would expect out of a Naughty Dog game and also release this content. And we would rather just go back to handcrafting single-player experiences where we have tight tight control over everything and be done with it. And I got to say, I the only thing that I lament about the cancellation of this game is just the opportunity cost. I don't really give a shit about not having a multiplayer Last of Us game. But how much time and money did they spend on this that they could have been spending on a new IP or the next Last of Us game? Or, I don't know, and they're not going to do another Uncharted game at Naughty Dog, they've said, but, like, whatever. I mean, if they're going to, you know, whatever new game they want to do, even if it was, like, a fucking, you know, Jack and Daxter reboot or whatever. You know, like, they could have done anything... But this, and you know what we for got the past from three them. years: The Last yeah. of Us Part One and The Last of Us Part Two remastered. But yeah, I mean, but it's you know just frustrating. I mean. it's, but it's like, like you know, like did they have to do? Couldn't they? You know, maybe that was their attempt to raise some money because they knew that Factions wasn't going to be released, and they're just like, "Well, fuck, we need we need to build some money here because this is the longest we we're going to be going without putting out a game." Like we need to like, you know, be able to keep paying our employees, and now we're we're now we're behind. You know what I mean? They had to do some catch up somehow. Maybe part of that was part of them catching up financially. I don't know, man. It's it's too bad, and and I agree with what you're saying. Like opportunity costs are just so much as just time wasted. And they tried They tried to indicate that the things that they've learned from making Factions or Last of Us Online that is not going to be released are going to be invaluable moving forward with their new titles. And I'm sure they had some time to play with the PS5 infrastructure and stuff with this. You know what I mean? Like test, push it, see what it can do. And hopefully they've got some networking people together. And maybe we will get some online component to The Last of Us moving down the road, but it's not going to be this. You know, if, if The Last of Us 3 is in the works or if it happens, maybe they will bake in some of this and they'll maybe already have a lot of ground covered with certain ideas for gameplay. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I can't imagine they're going to let all of this knowledge go to waste. 
and and the assets that they've built. You know what I mean? And like the, I'm sure they've done a ton of work already on like laying maps and shit like this and in gameplay ideas. So they probably had a really innovative team working on this and they probably did get some really cool things out of it. But like the fact that they're not going to be able to just spin it into a game just means that they better find a way to carry these novel ideas or, or uh, new ideas over into something new so that when we get The Last of Us 3, it doesn't feel like The Last of Us 1 and 2 to the point where it's just like just more story. Like I want there to be new shit that feels refreshing, not just story. And they did that with the iteration from two, from from 1 to 2 with just how good it looked in the smoothness of the gameplay and like the character interactions and like just how much more cinematic and realistic that game was. But like we know Naughty Dog's going to do that. But I hope that they come up with some cool fucking thing that no one's even thinking about and they can just put it in a game and be like, this is fucking fresh. You know, Naughty Dog has had a lot of time to incubate over there. And while this is disappointing, I just hope that they did come up with something and I'll coin it as fresh for, for whatever new project they have. And I hope we get a taste of it. And uh, I can't fucking wait for the next thing they show. But I, I am kind of bitter about their 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 statement just because it's just like, how could you not see the force from the trees in this? How, how did the management not know that this is where this road was going? Like, you know, Naughty Dog, they're not going to they're not going to they're not going to tarnish their good name by just like you said, Jake, just releasing shit just to release shit like it's going to take time. You're going to have to come up with things for this online world. So, like, somebody should have spoken up much sooner. And somebody should have been in tab, like, in touch with maybe Naughty Dog much earlier in development of this to figure out the expectations. It sounds like Naughty Dog and Sony or whomever was leading this charge were not on the same page. Mm. And I think that's a problem. And that sounds like mismanagement. That doesn't mean that Neil Druckmann did anything wrong or people United did anything. They probably were just doing what they thought was what Sony wanted or what they thought they were. And like, I'm sure Naughty Dog have such a fucking long leash with Sony because everything they do is gold. Like, every fucking thing they do is nice. You know what I mean? So, like, I, they probably like, oh, they're the last two we need to worry about. And then they fucking show up and it's like, well, this is not what we were planning. You know, I. You know, you guys got to figure something out here. And then they're like, ah, we're not going to do that. And then it's just like, boom, done. I bet. I don't know. I think they gave him too long of a leash. Too long Could of be. a rope. I don't know. Anyways, it's it's sad news. And and by the way, can somebody please tell me how to spell the word canceled? C-A-N-C-E-L-E-D. Might be two L's in there. I think it's the <laughs> See, this is what I'm talking about. I think it's it's correctly spelled both ways. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Look it up online. Canceled or canceled with two L's. It says Americans favor canceled one L, while canceled with two L's is preferred in British English and other dialects. There's no wrong way to spell it. Well then. I hate it because you get online and you see a lot of people, oh, Naughty Dog Games canceled. And some people are like LL and some people are L. And I'm like, this just is driving a funny bone in me the wrong way. Like, I can't it just get, let it, let there be one way to spell this fucking word. I don't mind with color, O U R and O R, or favorite, the same thing. I don't mind that. I don't, great. 
A-Y or E-Y. I don't fucking care. But when it's the same letter and it's just doubled, there's a problem. Because it looks like an error at that point. It looks like someone doesn't know how to fucking spell. Some we need to we need to at least agree with the Brits on this. Like there's gotta be one right way to spell the word canceled because it's driving me fucking nuts. All right, next up. Dude, the wrapped wrapped review came out. Now everybody knows at the end of the year. We get our uh Spotify wrapped. You get your Reddit wrapped. You get all your wraps, dude. And PlayStation has been doing it for a while too. And we get our PlayStation wrapped. Jake, we shared a little bit of this with each other real quick. I just want to be transparent with the listeners. With my wrapped real quick, and then if you have yours handy, um, we don't need to go through all all of it. But like, I played thirty seven games in twenty twenty three. Not bad. My first game was Stray. Uh, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. I spent fifty eight hours in, so I spent the most time with Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. Next was Death Stranding, then the Final Fantasy seven remake, and then Aliens: Dark Descent, which I never fucking beat because I got ripped off. And uh, last was Spider-Man 2 at 31 hours. Um, Let me see if there's anything else. Uh, And then it tells you what games you were playing the most in certain months, which I kind of like that. Like, started off Death Stranding early this year, moved to Mass Effect Legendary Edition in February and March, Final Fantasy VII Remake, uh, April and May, Aliens Dark Descent, June and July. And then, surprisingly, PGA 2K23, August and September. I didn't realize I played that much of that game. And then Cyberpunk 2077, October, Alan Wake, November, and then December, we all know I played a Spider-Man 2. I clocked a total of 436 hours, which seems crazy. And I tried to get my brother to tell me his rap because he does Genshin Impact and he does Star Rail, like Hawkeye Star Rail. But 436 hours, 436 divided by 24 is only 18 days of gaming. Out of 365. That's not really that bad when you think about it. Like, it's uh, some people would argue that it's 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 good, but like as a PlayStation host, I feel like maybe I could have. I don't know, man. That's a lot. Is it 18 days? Yeah. Really? 18 days of gaming? Out of a full year? Dude. How many weekends do you get in a year, dude? So, how many hours did you have? 52. You get 52 weekends. I only had... How many fucking hours? Answer the question. How many hours? 436. So, that averages out to 1.2 hours of gaming every single day. Which is not bad, but that's with no days off. So, Mm. if you think about, like, let's say... You took, let's say, over the course of the year, mm-hmm. you know, you had like maybe 40, let's just say you gamed for 300 days instead of 365. But I didn't. I gamed for 365. You know, but go ahead. Oh, I see what you're saying. Like, so let's say I left out. That's like days. an hour and a half. That's an hour and a half every day. So I, I see what you're saying, but it's like, dude, I... There's no fucking way that I I play that much. It's hard to when you and, get older. And I and and it's it's not that I you know wouldn't love to do it more. It's just that like I literally only play that much because I only have time to play that much. Dude, I get so, it. I don't know how I do so much shit, dude. I do a lot of fun shit in my life. 
I do two bands. We do the podcast. I play games. I have board game nights. I do modeling. I do 3D printing. I ride a bike. Dude, I do a lot of fun shit. It's awesome. Um, and I'm still present, which is good. You know, I'm still here. I just, I, I do, I run on fumes a lot of days because I just, I'm trying to pack it all the fucking, I think I'm going to live a short life, not to get crazy down deep. I, I don't, I don't think I've got, I, I know I got a bad ticker, I think. So it's just a matter of time. So I just, uh, yeah, dude, I'm just trying to pack shit in while I can. Jake, what about your mm-hmm. hours? Where, where? Tell me about your wrapped. What, what do so, you? Got? So my numbers are skewed. All right, because I, according to Wrapped, played 495 hours of games. Yeah, which is wrong. Because You're let just me trying tell to you make why. yourself feel better. <laughs> no, no. Let me tell you why. Because I have 200 hours clocked. For Hogwarts Legacy. Oh. And about 150 of those are Sarah. No. So, it, yeah. She put that much time into it. I only played it. that game. I only played that. I played that game until I beat it. I probably have 50 hours in it and I was done. And she played, like, she, dude, she fucking platinumed it. She, like, played it, like, two or three times through. Wow. Like, she went ham on that game. So, because she was just logged into my, my account, this all kind of counted towards me. Um, so take whatever that number is, what I say, five, 495 hours, take 150 and hours subtract out. about an hour, subtract about 150 hours from that. Yeah. And that's about what I played. This Jeez. Year. Um, that's still a lot. Yeah. It's 300, you know, three, right? 350 hours. So 350 hours. Yeah. It's still, I'd say it's still a decent, that's about an hour a day, yeah. a little bit less than an hour a day, which kind of makes sense because I average about. 30 to 40 minutes a day, Monday through Friday, and then Saturday, Sunday, usually I average between one and three hours, Saturday and Sunday. Mm -hmm. So um, just because I have, you know, a little bit more freedom there. So that kind of makes sense for me. Um, My, so you were saying the first game you played was. Well, how many uh, games though? How many games did you play? I know it's not as high as my 20. Yeah. That's still more so than a game, I played, one game a month. Yeah. And I played – my first game was the Callista Protocol. Ooh. It's on my list. Um, And then uh, – so it's saying like my big hitters of 2023 are obviously number one is Hogwarts Legacy because it's like <laughs> there's fucking two, 200 hours played on that Thanks, game. Sarah. She skewed your um, numbers. She ruined it. Final Fantasy 16. Yeah. I have 53 hours in that. Okay. Final Fantasy VII Remake Retrograde or Integrade, which is – I have 39 hours there. Mm. So that's kind of interesting that like my top – two of my Final top Fantasy. three games are Final Fantasy games. Um, and then number four is Diablo IV. Mm. I had 40 hours in that. And number five is Spider-Man Two. I had just under 40 hours in that. Wow. You put a lot more time in that game than me. It was like – like 39 38 hours i think yeah. is what it said um so i'm trying to see there's all these stupid animations it's making this load slow so like my game game of the month i'm trying to see if there's anything interesting here like all of them are hogwarts legacy until like fucking june because uh, that's too bad it's but, fun to kind of see what you were playing throughout the year um weirdly the game my game of the month for september i don't know how they calculate this because this is saying my game of the month 
for September was Sea of Stars. Probably just the game you played the most. No, because I only have I only logged nine hours in Sea of Stars. I wonder if I was playing something on Xbox that month. I'm sure you were. You were probably playing uh, Starfield or some shit. Oh yeah, I was playing Starfield. So that's why Sea of Stars. You and all these games with Star in the title. I get it. I get it. But, uh, yeah, so I guess you can take my gaming total and probably add 50 hours, 50 or 60 hours (laughs) onto it just for Xbox So we are probably pretty similar. We're probably about the same. We probably played about the same amount of games. Spider-Man, April, and then Alan Wake, November, Mm -hmm. into December. Uh, Is there anything else that's really Trophies. How many trophies did did you grab this year? Uh, let's see. We're going to subtract one platinum because we know Sarah earned you one for Hogwarts. Yeah. Your platinum numbers are fucked now. 330. 330? I had 506. So this says, uh, two platinums, 15 gold, 50 silver, 263 bronze, and I increased nine levels. Nine? I went up eight. Yeah. But my only platinum was Spider-Man. And then did you get a social style? Please tell me no friends. Lone Wolf or something? So legit. No. And this this why whenever I saw this, this is when I thought this is this whole thing is bullshit. Mm-hmm. Because my social style is squad hero. You put in thirty five hours with your squad. What? What the fuck does that mean? Cause I didn't play anything online for thirty five hours this year. I mean, there might have been some dabbling with Destiny or something, but I definitely wasn't playing with other people. Wow. Like, the only the only thing that I could... Like, Sarah and I played maybe five or six hours of Castle Crashers together. That's the only multiplayer gaming I can think what of. What about Ninja Turtles? Did you guys play Ninja Turtles this year? No. Well, I played that by myself, and I did it on Xbox. Hmm. My social style? That was last year. This is the funniest thing you ever hear in your life. I think we're both very similar when it comes to like making friends online. Uh, my title was The Friend Maker. With your magnetic personality, you made one new friend this year. <laughs> and I think it was LJ. I think it was LJ Ocker or, or Nate when he got a PlayStation or something. I think it's like I've not friended anybody this year except for like maybe an actual real life friend, which I think is hilarious, dude. Um, yeah, so uh, that's that's it. That's the wrapped. But you guys can tune into your wrapped. Check it out. I think Sony probably sent emails about it being available. I'm curious to hear what maybe some of your numbers are as far as how many games, how many hours. Specifically, I'm curious how many hours our listeners are, are, are getting clocked on um, a year to see where we fall with our listeners. And, and you know, honestly, like if, if you look at our numbers and we're being transparent about them, if your numbers are like – way higher or if they're way lower you know this this isn't a pissing contest like you know we all love games and uh we're we're putting in the time that we can so um i hope that at least our our numbers are not uh uh like you don't see them and be like oh shit why do these guys even have a podcast like they don't play but dude clearly we have an awesome podcast and we know our fucking games so thanks for listening dude next news point this this is weird. So everyone thought this uh, God of War free DLC was going to be just like a roguelite, roguelite game, right? A mini game or whatever. 
And while it is that, Sony Santa Monica Studios apparently found a way to add a lot of post-narrative shit into this. And now it's like, now I feel like I have to try this because I guess there's like narrative story arcs and stuff in here. Um, I don't, I'm not that invested in God of War to care, but like I maybe just watch it on YouTube. I don't know. But like, I was surprised though. I really didn't think that there would be any narrative stuff in this. Jake, do you have any, anything on this? I mean, I assume there'd be something, but I just, I, I have a hard time believing that it's anything worth me personally getting back into this for. I just, I, I, if I'm going to dive back into God of War and relearn the combat and everything, I, I want something worthy of chewing on. I guess I'd have to really dig into what it is, but um, I don't know. To me, it's like I'd probably just look up what it is online and not uh, <coughs> excuse me, bother myself with the, the actual playing of the game, I think. Mm-hmm. All right. Fair enough. Uh, the one thing that I, I really like that happens every year, and it's becoming more of a thing where companies, uh, I'm a fan of uh, HeroQuest and, and Avalon Hill or Hasbro rather have, uh, given you downloadable Christmas cards that are themed for HeroQuest, which is awesome. But Sony does this every year, Jake. And once in a while we take a look at these. And if you guys go to the PlayStation blog, um, blog.playstation.com, there is a, uh, a bunch of holiday cards from your favorite studios, including Insomniac. Um, the Square Enix card, I don't even understand it because it just looks like an advertisement to me. It's not even a card. It's just like, I don't know. It doesn't matter. Um, Diablo, they have a little little Santa hat. On, they didn't put a lot of time in it. You tell us clearly Photoshopped. Um, you know... Game Loft. Uh, the one from Naughty Dog, I always like theirs because you know they just got an artist to go to work on it. And it's like, hey, do, do draw up a cool little holiday card. And that one's kind of fun. It's like a lot of their characters. Um, kind of neat. And uh, you know, we get a Tekken 8 one from Bandai Namco. There's a Humanity card from Enhance. Um, it's pretty cool, man. There's, there's a lot of... It's fun to see Santa Monica Studio got, got their God of War shit on here. Um, I think is that that yeah I see Kratos in the back I was like that is God of War right <laughs> oh man it's cool and they have a hat on the dude uh, never mind that's someone else never mind that was, a, that was something I misunderstood uh, but it's cool so if you check it out and you like this kind of shit I, I mean I don't know why you would print them but uh, it's pretty cool that Zenimax has one on here my buddy uh Mike works at Zenimax, which is cool now. I told you about that, didn't I? What's that? Mike working at Zenimax. Yeah. Yeah, that's fucking dope. Um, Sucker Punch. So I'm not going to go through them all, but there, there's a lot. And I, I can't say there's any that like stand out where I'm like, oh, dude, that's so cool. That's so clever. But it is the season, man. And it's it's kind of nice to see see all these studios do this. There is a Hogwarts Legacy one. Did you see that one? No, I haven't seen. You'll have to print that one and give it to Sarah for Christmas. She'll be so excited. All right. Anyways, we're going to move on. That was just a quick news point for the listeners. Uh, 
And this next one is just a quick reminder. And my brother is always quick to remind me about this game. But we did get uh, about a six-minute gameplay trailer for the Iden Chronicles 100 Heroes game. Dude, this game is going to be lit. Have you seen much about this game? I've heard about it. It's like a spiritual successor to Suikoden, I guess. Have you seen the graphics and just the way it fucking looks? It, mm, this is this is where it's at. This is it. This is this is the RPG I want to play. It's almost I. I think I could get lost in this game looking at it. It just looks good. I don't even know who's making it. This was like uh, some. It wasn't even the, this this weekend in people. It was uh, some other game company. Um, it looks rad. This game's coming out soon. When when is the Iden Chronicles coming out? It's April. Is it April? E I Y U D. I have no idea. E I Y. I so E I Y U D E N Chronicles Hundred Heroes release date. Let me look this up for you guys. Oh my god! It says twenty twenty three. Is that right? No. Yeah, April April twenty third. So I was right on that. April 23rd is coming out. So very good, man. That game looks sick. Jake, you don't have anything to say about that? I'll just keep on moving. Uh, Jeff Grubb. I, well, go ahead. You got something? I was just going to say that I I, um, I I don't know much about it, but so many people have been have been talking about how dope it looks and how much I, – I played – Sweek it in two, which is largely considered to be, I guess, the best one. I've played it briefly on my Vita. I have it for my Vita, the PS1 Classic. Mm-hmm. And something about it didn't jive with me, but I just don't know that if it, maybe I just didn't give it enough of a shot. And so hopefully this new game has a little bit more to, um, I don't know if you want to say uh, uh, it. it it is, has a little bit more to offer me, or at least maybe hopefully my temperament is a little bit more uh, ready for a game like this when it comes out. Because a lot of people really, really like yeah. Sweek It In, and they really, really like uh, this particular... They're really interested in this particular game. Yeah, I, I just know my brother is... He's, he's a total nerd for this shit, and he was gushing about this game a year ago, a year and a half ago, just like, dude, he's like, I can't, I can't wait, I can't wait. I can't wait. And I'm just like, man, really? Is it going to be that good? Maybe he'll be disappointed. I don't know. Maybe maybe we all have our expectations set a little too high. But to me, it looks awesome. Uh, Next news point. And we are clocking in at almost an hour and a half on the show. Uh, Jeff Grubb at Giant Bomb always has usually pretty good intel when he leaks stuff or knows he knows industry shit. Uh, he's kind of come out and he's leaning towards the PS5 Pro being released in about nine months. And this was on a part, uh, uh, an article from Push Square. Nine months will put it out to about September of 24. And uh, it's indicated on the Push Square article that the speculated new features of the PS5 Pro um, will be a proprietary version of NVIDIA's DLSS tech. And this would use machine learning for super sampling images, so essentially better everything as far as frame rate, ray traces, and all that stuff. So this is interesting reporting. Um, I, I got to wonder how it'll play with 
games currently made for the PS5, if they're really changing some shit as far as this technology, it would have to be able to read this shit retro, right? It would have to be retrofitted to work. But like it almost sounds like they're changing some of the guts of the thing to work better. But is this something that, Jake, you think could possibly cause issues with games? My apologies. I I don't know. This is interesting to me mostly because the PS5, I believe, is on an AMD architecture, which is a competitor to NVIDIA. So I'm not sure how they are going to utilize NVIDIA technology unless it's unless it's just a software technology with the AMD hardware. Or maybe they're going to institute AMD hardware – or sorry, NVIDIA hardware in as well as the um, – you know, the – like maybe they're gonna put a an Nvidia GPU in here. I I, I really don't know. I I just think that that's as far as what I've read or what I've um, heard. That is the most interesting thing to me is is them if they're utilizing Nvidia technology while on an AMD platform. That's kind of interesting to me, just because those two companies are historically fierce competitors in terms mm-hmm. of the graphics card space. Um, obviously in the, in the CPU space, it's AMD and Intel, blah, blah, blah. But, uh, I don't know. I'm curious. I'm excited for them to announce this because I am almost definitely going to buy one. I didn't buy a PS4 pro the last time. And I kind of regret not buying one by the end of the console. I kind of wish I had one. They were impossible to find. You couldn't get one anywhere. And they were like, you, they literally were impossible to find because they didn't make enough of them. Mm-hmm. And so I think when this when this one comes out, I'll probably just buy one, and then I'll have a second PS5 to you know I can take it on trips and not have to worry about breaking it or anything like that. You know what you need like, to do? Okay, I got when you get a second PS5, leave the VR headset just hooked up to the first one. I was thinking about that. Maybe taking my this the the original PS5, putting it in my office with my VR headset, and then just like leaving it there hooked up. I did think about that, and that is a good point. So um, yeah, that might be a might be a strategy for me for sure. I'd like to see Jake just convert to VR, like just dive in. I don't think and that'll just- ever happen. But just just dive in though a little more. Get your feet a little more. Like, I can you're see about maybe get. I was going to say, I could see myself maybe getting a driving wheel or something and playing it, getting hard into yeah. fucking Gran Turismo or something like that. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, 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 I do think that I would be more, more incited to play more VR games if I didn't have to set up the headset. If it was just there and I could just turn it on, stick it on my head and go, I might be a little bit more inclined to play more <laughs> VR games. I mean, it can't really Especially get much more simpler than how it is now. You just plug it in the front and it's ready. But I know what you're saying. It's true, but I, I got to, like, move my coffee table and get a fucking Unwind chair. Unwind the cord. Or, or, yeah, I got to get it out of the box because I have to put it away every time. Otherwise, the dogs will eat it. Like, <laughs> it's just – it's not that simple. It's it's enough of a pain that I'm not going to do it. Yeah. That's all I got to say. Uh, you're only about ankle deep in VR. You got to get at least waist deep here. All right. Anyways, uh, next news point – so that studio, remember that trailer for the game called The Day Before? 
It looked like the division yeah. meets the last of us and it looked like it was going to be an online open world shit. And like, it looked really, the trailer looked fucking dope, but it was like, there's no way this game's going to look as good. I mean, they had me excited briefly about this game. I saw the trailer and I was like, holy shit, this looks awesome. Well, this game hit steam early access recently and the studio, um, let me see here. They're called uh fan Fantastic FN-tastic. Uh, shut down. As soon as, as soon as this shit released early access and people, all these people pre-ordered and bought the game early access. Um, so they shut down just several days after this game launched. Uh, this was an example of overpromising and way under delivering a video game. The trailers actually look so good. I don't think anyone really believed the game was going to be as good as what it looked like they were trying to sell us. Um, but they did have a developer recently anonymously speak with website DualShockers about this. And the developer says, quote, no one from our team knows why they called it an MMO. It was always a third-person shooter with some co-op mechanics. Not one RPG mechanic was implemented. Skills were an idea, and they were in the prototype stage, but nothing more. And then this guy went on to say, or this, this developer wanted to say, there was very little communication between the development team and the Fantastic Founders Fantastic being the studio who made every gameplay de- design decision. Um, this is just like, dude. This has this has like this has lawsuits like written all over it. I mean, this oh, this yeah. is like a fucking this is like a fucking scam scenario. Yeah, and I'm not saying that the individual developers all had something to do with this, but at least from a company perspective, it has. All the like they were hyping up this game so hard and getting all of this like money for advertising and all this shit, and then they just r- release this turd and they can hide behind the fact, I guess, that it's early access or whatever. But I, uh, dude, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm sure that there are people that worked on it that were. Uh, we're sincerely you trying, know, to, trying make to make something good, good game or whatever. Mm-hmm. But like from the company perspective and whoever was running the studio, like they were straight up trying to scam people with this game. And like, I was, I was, I heard somewhere that they were like, that the studio shut down. They like changed their name, like right after they launched it. And then they shut down like four days later. And then like, like the LinkedIn pages of all the people that worked on it suddenly disappeared. And like, there's all this crazy shit just happening around this game that is, I I guess there, there are some refunds being honored and things like that, but I don't know, man, this is just one of those, this is just one of those things in the gaming industry where it's like, we kind of got to, as a whole sort of just, find a way to regulate new games coming to market so that shit like this doesn't happen because yeah. so many people pre-ordered this. It was like the number one wish listed game on steam for a while. Dude, I don't know if you saw the fucking trailer release, but it looked good. It looked yeah. real good. Someone put but out a parody know, trailer man. also of the game. So if you look up the <laughs> day before trailer, you're going to get the parody trailer first. But uh, look at the day, to, day before announcement trailer on YouTube. 
um, if you want. It, it came out. It has 2.6 million views, and it was out two years ago. And they specifically describe it as being an open-world MMO survival. And you just heard from this anonymous developer saying that this game was never going to be an MMO. <laughs> so that's really interesting. Anyways, we don't need to talk anymore about that. That is something that happened. If you were excited about this game and feel like you have a solution to keeping this shit from happening in the future, write in and let us know. And, uh, dude, I will say this next news point has got me kind of kind of stoked. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with A24, the, the film yeah, company. Yeah, the production house. Yeah. Yeah. They are the ones that have struck a deal with Kojima Productions to do a film adaptation of Death Stranding. So I think that they're in good – this game that this game adaptation is in good hands. Um, for anyone who doesn't know, A24 were behind Uncut Gems and Hereditary and also Midsummer. And two of those games are, or two of those movies are like extremely well made and creepy as fuck, scary, 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 scary movies. And uh, Uncut Gems like won a bunch of awards. Yeah, Sandler was in it. Super serious. Yeah, I mean, this is a great studio to be involved in this project. So I'm actually really excited about this. So, uh, Jake, anything about that? No, I mean, this is one of those things where like I want to see. I am interested because I want to see what a Kojima movie actually looks like. And so that I'm excited about. But I don't know that... I mean, just like all of these cross-media things, like I just don't know that I care until I see it and it's good. I'm glad that it's... First of all, I'm glad that it's... You know, Kojima seems like he's involved, at least in some capacity. I'm glad that it's A24 that's doing it because they seem to be like the 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 new hotness as far as the production companies go in movies. So um, hopefully it means that this is going to be something great. But uh, until I see it, I have no real strong opinions about it. Mm. Dude, there was a... There was a really, really bad thing that happened um and i don't think many people even talked about this and it's a big issue um insomniac games was hacked pretty severely by uh, uh a ransom ransomware hacking uh group um called residia r-h-y-s-i-d-i-a and they claimed responsibility they were hacked last tuesday so if you're listening to this a week ago and they gave a one-week deadline before they release all of this shit, um, these leaks. And in exchange, they wanted $2 million. Sony was investigating the hack. And I just got on Reddit, and there's a site called cyberdaily.au. And they go into detail about this. And uh, they they have released a lot of shit. Like, there's actually a screenshot of of the Wolverine game in-game shit. There's uh, personal confidential documents. Uh, it looks to be like tax shit um, of employees who work there. Uh, all kinds of shit that was leaked. Um, now, some of this stuff was limited just to back up their claim that they successfully hacked Insomniac. 
And I don't know if more details have yet been released or if we're coming up on that right now where they're just going to leak all this shit on their website. Um, but they they did give them seven seven days and they wanted 50 Bitcoins in exchange to not release the shit. Um, and uh, it's, it's really bad. Uh, Sony spokesperson said that they're currently aware of reports that Insomniac Games was a victim of cybersecurity attack. And they said they're currently investigating the situation. We have no reason to believe that any other SIE or Sony divisions have been impacted. Um, and it's a, it's a bad, it's a bad thing. And I, I haven't seen anybody talk about this. And uh, have they confirmed that it actually happened? Who? Insomniac? Like that 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 the hack actually happened and it wasn't it's not just a rumor. Uh I mean with the shit that the hacking group posted, I mean it looks it looks pretty legit. Um was Insomniac Games actually hacked question mark. Hackers have compromised his Byte Defender have compromised systems belonging to game developer Insomniac Games posted the stolen information online asking for two million in Bitcoin. Game studios and publishers are among the most sought after companies for ransomware attacks. There's all kinds of shit uh, starting to spill out about it. Um, the still reportedly hacked per PC Gamer four days ago. Hmm. There are Wolverine screenshots um, that look 100% fucking legit. So, I mean, uh, it's a shame that this shit goes on. Uh, it sucks for Insomniac. You know what I mean? And uh, I, I don't know what the answer here is. And there is never going to be an answer because there's always going to be bad actors, so to speak. People who, you know, m cash is king, man. Money will drive people to do some fucked up shit. And uh, I... I'm less concerned about the video game stuff, but more concerned with the personal information of employees, including like their, their tax forms and their socials and like all the shit. You know what I mean? Like that shit is uh, more in this situation, more severe than some video game shots. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. So I don't know. It, it's a big problem. And I, I don't know. It's one of those things where it's like, what do you do? Do you, do you give them the $2 million if you're Sony? Just so the shit. I'm guessing no. I'm guessing that they're just going to say, fuck it. Because if they, if, they, if they appease them, then they're just going to encourage somebody else to do it. Yeah. So it's like you, you kind of got to just say, well, that sucks. Keep it. Depends on what they you know fucking what I mean? have, dude. Because they, they could probably provide ident identity protection services for their employees and mm -hmm. stuff like that. You know, so I don't know that that part of it is so much a bit, so much of a big deal. And as far as the IP stuff goes with Wolverine, it's like, yeah, it sucks. But I don't know, man. I mean, is it really going to – like I, you don't have to look at it. Like I'm not going to look at it. So like, right? If they they could release a full fucking long play of the Wolverine game, it's like that that game's not going to come out first of all for another probably year or two, year right. and a half, right? And so it's going to be different by the time it comes out. And second of all, it's like you're not forcing me to watch this. Like I don't have to go on there if I know it exists, I can avoid it. So like, Sony has no real incentive to pay these people 
and honestly, it probably would behoove them not to. So I, I'm curious how they will how they'll play it though. But this is not the first rodeo that Sony has had as far as hacks go. So yeah, we'll see what they. Well, do. it's tricky, man, because like I wouldn't want my social date of birth, address, and name out there for just random fucking people to use. You know what I mean? Like that's huge. Yeah, that'd be tough. And then once once your I- identity is out there like that, you got to have identity prof- protection for the rest of your life, and just hope that shit doesn't start getting pinged everywhere. You know what I mean? Forever. So, like, is it the smart move? I mean, as a business, maybe. But, like, fuck, man. That's the, that's the danger of the internet, man. I I don't know. I don't know. I know I've had shit get compromised through sites and stuff. Um, you know, like, even through the PlayStation Network. And we were offered, like, identity protection services. Or maybe not through them. But I, I think maybe... God, where was it? Home Depot at one point, I think my email and my address were compromised or something. And they're like, Oh, we'll give you identity protection for six months or something for a year for free. And, mm-hmm. um, I never signed up for that shit because everything seems like a fucking advertisement these days. Like, Oh, the, okay. So I accept this. And then what happens when the year turns, are you going to charge me like a fucking ass load of money because I didn't sign off from your services? You know what I mean? Like everything seems like a scam to me. It's so know. weird. Like I, like, Obviously, I'm not providing any kind of advice, official advice in this regard. Don't take everything that I say with a grain of salt. But one time I had somebody try to scam me really bad. Mm -hmm. And so I talked to Keith about it Mm because he's in cybersecurity. And he was like – and I mentioned the the ID, theft protection, life lock, all that kind of shit. Mm -hmm. And he had mentioned to me, at least for my particular scenario, he said, you know, it's not worth signing up for that stuff until you suspect that you have an issue. Mm. So because they can't – I don't think that those companies can prevent your shit from getting stolen. Okay, They can just prevent you from getting fucking raped by the IRS and shit whenever they go out with your identity and, and sign up for 35 credit cards. Right. So it's like, yeah, I mean, but take, like I said, take that. More protection is probably always better than none in certain circumstances, but I hear what you're saying. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's more of a, a countermeasure to take that's more reactive than proactive as far as just keeping your, I mean, as soon as you start putting your social into shit online or you, as soon as you start putting your address and your name and your phone number anywhere, it's compromised. It's you should just assume it's compromised immediately. Well, and most the other thing too is that most credit card companies now they offer free credit reporting mm. as part of having a credit card. Mm-hmm. So, like, because of my you know credit card and and I even I have like a just like a free account with Experian just so I could see what my credit score is and stuff. Yeah, like I get an email if like anything has changed on my credit report. Mm -hmm. So it's like, it would tell me if a new account was opened or if something, you know what I mean? So like, right. I I think it's just one of those things where like, by all means, if you're concerned about it, get protection. Definitely. But I think that we're, we're making headway in just like companies, providing general protection services for their people. And so I'm hoping that uh, 
you know, this becomes less and less of a common thing. I mean, it's always going to be a thing. People are always going to have information that they don't want to get out. Right. But it's like, I don't know, man. It, it's like if we if we reward these people, like they're just going to do it again. So mm. what do you say about that? It, it sucks for the people that get hurt. But now, to be fair, I'm not the one whose shit's getting stolen. So, you know, if it was my kid who was kidnapped, I'd probably pay them $2 million. You know what I mean? But it's it's not. So it's easy from an outsider's perspective to be like, your, don't pay them. Your child. You know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, I hear you. I don't know. That's all I have to say about that, I it's guess. It's just – it's a tough – any kind of hostage situation is always tough, whether it's your finances, your personal data, or, or a human life, or even a dan- animal or some shit, right? Like it's – Fuck, you know, we do not negotiate with terrorists. <laughs> so, <laughs> boom. Uh, you got to send a message. Anyways, moving on. I just thought that was shitty news. So, I'm sorry to Insomniac. That yeah, sucks. It sucks. Um, we've discussed this before uh, a while back, a couple episodes back. And we had a big dialogue on it. I wish I knew what episode it was. But about Hideo Kojima getting his own documentary. And uh, it's it's going to be called. Uh, it's it's going to be called. Sorry, this I skipped one. I skipped one. Uh, we'll go back to ten in a second. But it's going to be called Connecting Worlds. And uh, Disney Plus has has now gotten the rights to this. So if you want to watch it, it's going to air exclusively on Disney Plus. So to watch the Hideo Kojima's Death Stranding documentary. Um, called Connecting Worlds. It's going to release globally in spring of 2024. Uh, you need to be on Disney Plus. Fuck, I don't know. I I guess I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. I gotta watch it. I gotta know. I think I already have a subscription to Disney Plus. Mm. Um, I wish I didn't because it's kind of a waste of money. But uh, yeah, so I don't know. I I'd be interested in checking this out, but I don't know. Um, you know, right. if I'll keep Disney Plus that long, you can always re- renew just to watch it and then fucking get rid of it again. Dude, the last thing these companies should do is, like, make it so you just locked into a year subscription you can't get out. Like, oh, they could really get some people that way. But I like it. so easy to cancel and resubscribe. In fact, when you cancel, usually they send you a discount. Oh, get three months free if you just sign back up. Yeah. Um, anyways, dude, the, the other one that we missed is, is, and it's, it it doesn't, it just needs to be, I don't know, a cliff note on the fart here, but it's, it's, uh, it's the E3 is now officially done for real. It's coffin nails from them. The, The official website E3 reads after more than two decades of E3, each one bigger than the last, the time has come to say goodbye. Thanks for the memories. Short and sweet, Mm. simple. We did not see this coming, so it is what it is. Everybody has their own fucking showcase now. The Games Awards are a thing, and people have issues with all the advertisements going on over there. I I don't even care. Just the fact that video games is is still relevant is nice in my adult midlife, quarter life, three-quarter life moment, however old I am. Jake, anything? Do you you really care that E3 is done? Do you think it will ever come back? Only... Only in that I miss the press conferences of old, but uh, I don't think that uh, 
even if E3 were to come back in force, that we would get those press conferences anyway. They've been dead for three or four years now. So, like, in all honesty, E3 has been dead for three or four years and kind of over its loss, if I'm being completely honest with you. We've all moved on. I, like I said, I miss, like, the days when we first started the podcast and we would have, you know, special you know, recordings about the Sony press conference and all this stuff. And, and that was exciting, but it's just, we haven't had that in five or six years. Right. So it, it's really hasn't been that kind of a thing for me in a long time. Dude, for anyone, dude, for anyone who wants to watch that, we have video of that on our YouTube channel. You can find the video, uh, E3 when the PS4 was announced. And I remember, Jake, vividly being at your place, and we're getting ready for shit to go, and then your internet just fucking turned off, like right when it was going to start. <laughs> and we're just like, what the fuck happened? You know, and we're, we we tried desperately for like 15, 20 minutes to try to get it back up, and then we missed stuff, and we had to rewatch it. And then our, our commentary is hilarious. It's like you're it's, – it's all you talking about it, like just by yourself, and then it's just me talking about it. And we're like, yeah, and then the fucking power went out, and we're like fucking upset about it. It was so funny though, um, but yeah, if the listeners, there are memories associated with it, and I think that's exactly nail on the head with thanks for the memories. You know what I mean? Um, we're always going to look back on it kind of fondly, but like I, I just don't think that it's it's a necessity anymore. You know, uh, it's just not. E three's not really a necessity anymore. Gaming has become too big. You know, one show can't cover it all, so I don't know. It is what it is. Anyways, last news point, and then we will get out of your hair today. Thank you for tuning in, everybody. The last news point is briefly that the Outlast Trials, it's a spinoff of Outlast. It's officially releasing on PS5 and PS4 next year in 2024. The game will sell for $39.99. And I never did play Outlast 2, but I have it. And this is a game that I think must come to VR too. Why do we not have Outlast in VR? That would be a fucking impossible game to play through in VR, I think. It would just be impossible. Yeah, fuck that. No way. Who, who did that? Red Barrels or somebody did that? Dude, I can't I, remember. I, but, uh, I couldn't even yeah, do it on game, a flat that, screen. The first game was horrifying. I thought that the game was great until the end, which I thought was fucking terrible. Yeah. So I, I never had an interest in playing the second one because... I don't know how they can continue it and not have it be terrible because the ending of the first one was terrible. But the first game was awesome, so I'm sure the second game is probably also awesome. I just never had an interest in going back to it. Plus, I, as much as I liked the game, I don't like these types of horror games where you have – there's no – like zero ability to fight back. I'm not saying that you need to be able to like kill the bad guys. But you sh- they should give you something other than running and hiding. Like, I don't know, knock stun a bookcase them. down in front of them like, to, like, them. give you some time. Or, like, yeah, yeah, something. You know what I mean? And so, um, <laughs> but most of that is just driven by fear, if I'm being completely honest with you. But, yeah, Dude. this is cool. I, I, I totally out of nowhere. I have no idea. I had no idea that this was happening. But, uh, uh, yeah, that's it's interesting. I'll say this, like if you watch playthroughs of people on YouTube playing the first Outlast, uh, you're in for just a barrel of laughs because the the fear and the horror that that game instills in people for some reason is so genuine. Uh, I was like, I remember playing it in our old apartment 
Chelsea and I's, and I my stomach was just upside down the whole time I was playing it. And I I, I talk about this. I've talked about it before on the show. I probably put like eight hours straight in that game because I was just like, if I'm going to fucking do this, I'm not walking away and coming back because as soon as I turn this off, I'm not coming back to it. I was like, I'm getting through this game. And I just fucking just went on a weekend. I just went, dude. And I was just like so almost nauseous with like just the anticipation and suspense. that Like that game just lays it on like a thick layer of fog it's just like you're just waiting for the thing to happen, like to be found, to be chased. It's just like it's nonstop. It's just this constant, just like on the back of your neck, the breathing. And you're just trying to get away and be safe the whole for like fucking hours. And it's just like, dude, it's it's uncomfortable. But yeah, dude, fucking great game. Um, love it. All right. We're done talking about the news. Let's move into new games real quick. New games coming out. This is recent. Again, we air on Wednesdays for non-patrons of our show. It's the free version. The $1 a month version usually comes out before Wednesday. To This week, it will be closer to Wednesday than it should be, but it's because we are recording a day late. New games, December 19th. Loot River, December 20th. Rava and the Phantom Li- Library. Whoo, almost missed that one up. Rough Justice 84 and the Rumblefish Plus. December 21st, three minutes to eight. Very specific time. Um, December 22nd, Rail Break. One word, Rail Break. Synthetic Lover and Tiger Blade on PSVR 2. Nothing jumping out at me. I don't recognize any of these titles. It doesn't mean that they're not good or worth checking out. Jake, is there anything that stands out to you? Um, no, I mean, it's always cool to see a new PSVR game come out just to kind of keep that platform satiated, but, uh, I don't know if it's any good or not. I've never even heard of it before. Three minutes but, um, eight was awesome. Yeah. Every, uh, every game on this list, I don't know that I've heard of any of them. So hopefully there's something here for somebody though. Yeah. I take it back. Three minutes eight does not look cool. It's weird. It's like a platformer. It looks like it's like almost like, uh, I don't know. One of those games. That uh, God, what are they called? Doesn't even adventure game. I'm supposed to be an adventure game. Art art direction looks fine. Doesn't look anything special. All right. Anyways, not to just pick one out and shit on it. it I'm sure it's not bad. It got like three out of five on Steam. Um, that's it for the show, Jake. Do you have anything you want to say to the listeners? I want to wish everybody a happy Christmas. Um, see what I did there, or a merry holiday. So, should <laughs> I hope you guys? <laughs> Hope you guys are safe. You do well. It's been a long episode. You guys got your money's worth for sure today. But, uh, yeah, we won't be talking to you until after Christmas, so be safe out there. Christmas is on Monday. Yeah. The, pat- so the patrons might it. might get the show, but it, we won't so air again until Wednesday. Oh, 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 I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. Yeah. Refeeds, it won't be up until after Christmas. Yeah. You are correct. Yep, yep, yep. But, uh, yeah, so I mean, we will be doing the podcast before Christmas happens. Probably, we'll be recording it post pre Christmas, but you won't be hearing from us until after. So, anyways, yeah, hope you guys all have a nice holiday. Remember to keep the controller charged, hide it away, uh, spend time with your family. If 
you have to stay up super late to game, do that. Just don't bother old Saint Nick as he comes down the chimney and puts all these new games there for you and your family. Jake, I don't I don't have anything else to say except I just hope everybody is safe during the snowstorm we're about to get. And uh what about you? Do you got anything? Um Nah. I'm I'm fucking starving, dude. I, I got home and literally got on this podcast, so I'm gonna go go eat dinner. Yeah. All right. Well, for those who don't know, those who are, are not indoctrinated yet to uh, what we do in the wintertime for our podcast, at the end of every episode in December, we put on the song, the song Tis the Season in Northwest Pennsylvania by myself and Jake. We wrote a Christmas song uh, and uh, the flood performs it. And uh, the, the female voice is Jake's wife, Sarah, singing. And the drums are by our dear friend, Nate. And the other guitar, the cool guitar riff, uh, written by us, kind of. Performed by Troy Meserol. Um, But yeah, yours truly. We, we wrote this Christmas song. We hope you enjoy it. Share it with your friends. Stream it. Add it to your playlist. Get us some spins so we can blow up, like, uh, whatever her name is, Swift Taylor. I will say, yeah. I will say just a real quick aside on Christmas music. Um if anybody likes instrumental Christmas music that's also into like ripping guitars, uh, the guitarist Paul Gilbert used to be in a band called Mr. Big. I don't know if you're oh, yeah. familiar with this band. Mm-hmm. They did that. Uh, that More that, than words. Uh, that song, I'll Be There For You, I that's think what is what it did. was. Yeah, not it was extreme. fucking yeah. huge, Sorry. right? Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, <laughs> Paul Gilbert weird. released a solo Christmas album called Twas. It was either last year or two years ago, mm. and it's just an instrumental. It's just a shred fest. It's fucking awesome. So that's my Christmas music suggestion for anybody if they want something new to listen to. I like it. On the Christmas music front. I like it. There is something about Christmas music that I like, but I also dislike. It all at the same time. Yeah. It's weird. It's I get weird. it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So hope you enjoy this song. Thanks for tuning in, guys. We'll catch you next week. Have a Merry Christmas. Have a Merry Holiday. Have a happy uh, Christmas, whatever you want to – whatever the fuck it is. Enjoy yourself. Be safe out there. Eat lots of good food. Like Phantom Blade, Executioners, Plate Up, and Project Awakening. P.S. Yes. This is awesome. This is awesome.
keeps 